Okay, so so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm giving the sermon tonight. Um, and we're back in First Peter. Um, I missed less last week, and I'm I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna listen to it because less is killer. But I was also listening to Bad Religion and Rancid at Riot Fest. So at the moment, I didn't care. Um, I had a good time. But we're back in First Peter. Uh, we spent. Gosh, like Mike did four sermons on the first 12 verses. So, yeah, we stretched that out. Um, and, uh, but yeah, here, here I am. I'm going to be talking about it. Now, some of you know um, how much of a fan I am of Peter as a character in the Bible. Um, uh, Peter is one of the guys in the Bible that I think best exemplifies the character of a wiener. Um, <laughs> that, that was sarcasm. I really don't like Peter. <laughs> uh, Peter's, uh, Peter's that guy. He's always that guy in the crowd. Before, before Jesus died, I mean, it seems like half the things that Jesus said to Peter were of the nature of, shut up, Peter. <sighs> Man, I mean, that guy spoke first, thought second, forever. <sighs> I don't like him. But he gets better. Jesus died. And then he just pulled it together somehow. Um, wrote two freaking books of the Bible. The Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the biggest book ever. So that's a thing. A couple of his sermons are in there as well. So yeah, you know. I should learn something. I've been trying to learn something. But yeah, some of you know Peter's... Peter has rubbed me wrong often. But I've been studying this uh, for the past few, couple few weeks. And um, sorry, I have a lot of snot right here, so I'm going to snort and cough. And that's just what there is about that, so deal. Um, but, man, it, like every single sermon it seems like I write, it got weird. Um, it, at one point, it turned into like six sermons. And I was like, whoa, holy cow. Like, just turned into this octopus on my page. And I was like, oh, geez, I can't do that. And then I had this really sweet illustration uh, that involved, what did I call it? I, I wrote down the mystical omnigear transmission of God. Um, but I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> and it had this really, really sweet song. And it's this song that my wife has always wanted to play for Scum of the Earth. But we're not going to listen to that. There's, I had all these ideas, and, and, and they were great, and they were clever, and they were funny or whatever. I'm not going to do them. I was really convicted. Okay, let's just put the scripture out there and let scripture do what scripture does. Um, so, yeah, friends, let's, let's get into this. First things first, let's pray. Because these words need to be God's and not mine. God, thanks for the night. It's awfully comfortable. Thank you for that. Thank you for the life of my friend Will. Thank you for the life of Peter, truly. Uh, thank you for the life of your son and all that he has given to us in his life and his death. Right now, God, I pray that I would honor, honor those people. Most of all, you. With these words, I pray that they are not mine, but yours. 
that you would be honored, that you would be pleased. Um, let us live different. Let us understand differently the life that you've given us. Um, yeah, and if it's not too much to ask, it'll be a good time as well. We love you. Thanks. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so, Mike's first 12 verses, it was, it was, there was no commands. There was no imperatives. It was just all this theology. And uh, it's kind of the why. It was the setup. The rest of the letter hinges, hinged on those 12 verses. And, and, it, and it was the why of pretty much everything. Hope. Hope is just this overwhelming theme that we hear. And tonight we get to hear some imperatives. Peter's finally going to start writing. It's like, okay, now that you get that, this is what I want you guys to do. So I'm going to concentrate on some, some what tonight. Uh, but also some why, because he still talks about some why stuff. And it's still hopeful. He is big on hope in this first chapter. And that's cool. Hope's good. Um, frankly, I think scum is not the best at this. Um, we're kind of cynical around here. Um, we like to ask questions. We're like, hmm, Really? Really? We can be cynical so-and-sos. We want it to be proven to us. Um, but in that cynicism, optimism also kind of gets thrown out the window. <laughs> um, optimism is not our strong suit either. Um, the scum kind of formed out of a, a very Generation X sort of deconstructionism. Uh, generation X, that's me. Our job is to deconstruct stuff. Don't make me put it together. Just let me point out all the reasons why you're wrong. <laughs> Generally, that's what we do <laughs> as a generation. Yeah, you know. um, and sorry, baby boomers, you know, we just pick on you. It's like, oh, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Oh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but there's this new generation that is so much cooler. Uh, Gen, Gen Y, millennials, I don't know. There's a few... A few names whatever but they are hopeful they're like no things does like not everything sucks generation x is like no so <laughs> just talk about the stuff that sucks okay <laughs> no gen y yeah, i mean we, we, our hope is in you <laughs> which is good because you have hope but i mean the, i'm speaking in generality so excuse that but I have all these conversations with my friends here. And they're like, oh, I'm never going to get that job I want, or I'm never going to go anywhere in this job, or I'm never going to get a girlfriend, never going to get married, I'm never going to get buy a house, I'm never going to do anything. Yeah. Not very hopeful. Friends, why, the reason you do things, the why of stuff is huge. And hope is a big deal. And I'm going to try and prove that. I'm going to try and show that to you tonight. Uh, i got to talk about the why a little bit more. I'm also going to talk about the what. And then at the end, hopefully we'll see why the why needs the what and the what needs the why. How's that for philosophy? Yeah. Conceptual night. Conceptual, conceptual introversion night. That's come. We should all just stare at our ceilings by ourselves tonight. And listen to the Smiths.
All right, so let's get into let's get into it. Um, let's put our, our listening ears on and our thinking caps on. Okay, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, thinking caps, not nightcaps. Set your hope there. See, off the bat, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you. The grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. That sounds good. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy. Because I am holy. So there's an imperative. (laughs) On that one, uh, since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with, imp- with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now know that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other. Love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. Grass withers, and the flowers fail. Fall, fail, same thing, right? Anyways. But the, but the word of the Lord endures forever. This is the word that was preached to you. So, yes, Peter was definitely kind of hung up on the why. He just... Keeps on going with the why because of this and this and because of this and this. Um, he likes the word because, and that's cool. It's very reasonable. But also in FYI, we don't know who Peter's writing to specifically. Um, they're rejects. Um, they are foreigners. They are marginalized in some way wherever they are, um, and in some way we don't know specifically. But yeah. So we can relate to some extent. Um, I hated high school, too, uh, a lot. Um, but I, so, so let's dwell some more on the why. We're going to start with the why, like I said. I've heard a lot of people at SCOM say, well, I'm not really into th- theology. I just love people. Or, I'm no theologian. But, and well, you should be. You should be. Theology matters. I'm going to lock you in a room with Leah Everson if you tell me that. And she will hurt your head. No, she'll be nice to your head. She'll make you. She'll make a theologian out of you. <laughs> I'll make sure there's a one-way window so I can watch. Anyways, <clears throat> I mean, when I became a Christian. Uh, the why was a hang-up. I didn't care about the why. It was the what. Um, I was just obsessed with what was wrong with the world and how to make it better. 
And, you know, I found some Buddhism stuff, and I was like, uh, it was just, it just helped the self. And, and then humanism was kind of cool, but it was also pretty insular, but more futile. And, but, and then, oh, I read the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. I was like, what the crap? This is, this is a thing. This is craziness. This is going to make the world better. Love your enemies? That's not insular. Why the crap didn't that church that my parents brought to me brought me to when I was a kid talk about that? All they cared about was like what you're not supposed to do. Like, uh. and so I had I, I I found this this the Gospels and I was like, sweet, I'm gonna do this stuff. And so I started doing the what? Started being cool to people that were jerks to me and and stuff like that, and then. Yeah, I just became kind of the weird punk rock kid that was weird. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Jesus, I would say, Jesus, thumbs up. Yay. Church. Yeah. Not about church. I mean, they just care about what you don't do, not what you could do. What you could do with Jesus. I hear this hair in my mouth. It's driving me crazy. Um, but yeah, I moved on. I mean, I found some Christians to talk to. It wasn't church. But I found some Christians I was talking to about, about stuff, and it, 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 was, it was cool. It was very, I mean, they were smart, and they didn't care if I was a punk rocker. It was harder to be a punk rocker in, in the 90s than it was now. Now it's cool, which is weird. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd hang out with them, and eventually I started going to some of their things, and uh, and they like to sing. They always like to sing. And I was like, okay. I mean, I listened to the songs, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Sure, I believe that. And But I was like, okay, God, maybe, who, maybe, I don't know. I don't, God's irrelevant. But then Jesus wouldn't shut up about God, weirdly enough. <laughs> it's like, well, I only do the stuff that God tells me to do, the Father tells me to do. I'm like, okay, well, then you can't be that bad. And then, but, I mean, I started singing some of the songs. Because I believed them. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> but then I'll never forget that one time I sang, and I was like, whoa, this is bigger than I thought it was. Singing some of that stuff and admitting some of that stuff and saying that, yeah, some of that stuff could be true, opened up the spiritual. <laughs> some of that wise stuff started happening. The reason... Jesus said to do this stuff you should do. And that was, put me on my heels for a little while. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I didn't sign up for that. I just wanted to make the world better. I'm going to live forever or anything. <laughs> I don't think you can. Blah, blah, blah. I could intellectualize anything. But, whoa. That was when the why came into my life. My car had an engine. This is actually part of that, that illustration that I said I was going to throw out. Now I'm getting into it. But, like, it's like, I mean, having a car but no engine. I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's a dead car. I mean, you have a spirit. You always have a spirit, but it's dead. It's dead unless God comes and brings it to life until the Holy Spirit comes into you. I mean, sure, yeah, the car might be in neutral and you can push it places. I still, that's a, that's a crappy car. 
Holy Spirit's the engine, man. Holy Spirit's the one putting the horses to the road, so to speak. They need each other. And after being the, the weird punk rock guy that was nice in a really weird way, I became the Jesus guy. That was different. People wanted to talk about that. It's like, okay, you were just weird before. Now you're weird, but in a way I like. <laughs> and that's when I became an extrovert. I was introverted before then, but then I was like, I just want to be around people and love them. And then I quit engineering and I got, and I was like, okay, well, I need another major. Well, it's like, what do you want to do? Well, I just want to be around people. Well, you should go into marketing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, by the time I'd realized what marketing was, it was too late. Now I tell people I have a degree in lying and deceit. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who said that? Did you see that? Tina? No, no. Oh, you are yeah, nice. Thank you. Yeah, know what I'm talking about. I actually got better grades in engineering. Oh, here's an introvert, extrovert, engineer go joke. How, how do you tell which engineers are extroverted? <laughs> they look at your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right, that was for free. <laughs> that wasn't in the notes. All right. To the what piece. Let's get more into the scripture. If you notice, I cleverly put some of the words in red. Those are the, those are the imperatives. Those are the things Peter said. Do it. Uh, so go, yeah, go to the beginning, beginning again, Daniel. Thanks. Okay, so first one. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Set your hope. Down, set. It's, it's a verb here. You choose to hope. This is a big deal. Um, I'm, okay, I'll tip my cards a little bit more. I'm actually coming out of kind of a dark place in my life where God did some weird stuff. Um, I was pretty hopeless for a while. And, um, and I was pretty hopeless while I'm pro, you know, I'm on staff here. I'm a professional Christian, which is just weird in the first place. But then to, to like, okay, well, I'm being paid to be super Christian. I don't know that I'm doing anything. I don't have any hope in this. God, what are you doing? I was having all these hope issues. I was like, I don't see the point. I'm not, I don't think I'm doing anything good here. That hair is driving but um, I realized my problem. I was like, okay, I don't have any hope. I was like, okay, send some, God. And I started studying. I just did the, you know, the concordance thing at the back of the Bible. It was like, okay, let's look, read all the verses that have hope in it. And it was interesting. Hope is a noun. Hope is also a verb. You do hope. You choose to have it. You don't just stick your hand out and say, okay, maybe God will dump some today or catch it. You just decide to hope. There are good things that you get as a brother and a sister in this family of God's. It's one of his sons, one of his daughters. 
You just get to have it. Just say, sweet, I can look forward to that. There are good things to be had, and God will do good things through you. So often we don't realize that. And brothers and sisters, encourage each other. Say, dude, you made me feel awesome today. I felt like I could kick the world's ass because of you. I, or you did kick the world's ass today. Whatever. Encourage each other. If somebody made you feel cool, let them know. We need to hear that more out of each other. All right? Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. I mean, that's a big one right there. I mean, it's out there. It's pie in the sky a little bit. But that sounds sweet. When Jesus comes back, some grace is coming. All that stuff you did that no one noticed, well, God noticed. You're going to get some good stuff. That's going to say, heck yeah, that was sick. Hope in that. All right, let's keep going. More what stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, the be holy. Whew, all right. Might as well put fly after that. I mean, oh, geez, be holy because I'm holy. I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> That's hard. I mean, in one sense, it's just kind of a big good, but it's a really huge be good. Be awesome. Be holy. Be set apart. Be different. Be so good and so loving that you're different than everybody. Okay. <laughs> it can be hard. But there's a little bit of clue. 14. Nope. Sorry. Jumping the gun. Uh, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. You're different. You're different now. All the, the, the 12 verses that that Mike went over, it's, you have Christ. You're a different guy. You're a different girl now. You don't do that stuff. You do new stuff. And it's sweet. Awesome. It's like Will. Will, like his, his, his what for a while was, you know, going to church. But the why was to get the girl. <laughs> you know, that's a, maybe not the best why, but admirable. God bless trying to get the girl, okay? <laughs> I've got one. They're sweet. <laughs> so, you know. But God says there's other priorities. And Will figured it out. He got his why right. The why he felt was like God him, God saying to him, I love you. And, man, girl thing worked out for Will. <laughs> Lacey's awesome. And if you, yeah, all the, the, the potluck organization is all her fault. So, say thanks to her. Um, and also for Will, I mean, I know, like, at his job, people love him. He makes... <laughs> I'd want to get, you know, ushered out by security at a hospital. Because it'd be Will ushering me out. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, maybe a few of us can go start a riot. 
at the hospital just to hang out with Will. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> I wasn't in the notes either. Um, okay, more what stuff. Okay, next slide. Be holy. Now, live in reverent fear. Okay. Okay, a little weird. Um, no doubt you guys have some opinions about these. I have opinions about some of these. Um, this one's probably my least favorite. <laughs> ah, um, but, so, you know, it doesn't matter if you like them. It doesn't matter if you like the commands. You should do them. Pretty much all the things that God has told me to do have been awesome. And it's taken me a really long time to figure out some of them because they don't sound cool. They don't sound politically correct. They don't sound affirmative action or some crap like that. God knows what he's talking about. He tells us to do this stuff because it makes our lives better. Not because it's like, oh, that's too much fun. Stop having so much fun. You're freaking me out. He does these things to make our lives better. This one, live in reverent fear. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of weird. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners, as weirdos, here in reverent fear. But he, Just keep reading. This one, I stared at this one a while. Uh, but yeah, keep reading. For you, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. A lamb. Yes. Thank you. But a, a, a lamb without blemish or defect. You were redeemed. Not with cheap stuff like gold or silver. Blood, you were expensive. Friends, brothers, sisters. I mean, it wasn't like, this wasn't like Bill Gates going through Bed Bath & Beyond saying, you know, I want one of those, I want two of those, I want all of those, those two employees, and that house out the window, get me that too. It's not like that. It's like, oh, God says, like, this is going to cost Jesus? I like him. He's my only son. Hell, I, I love him a lot. You want me to send him down there and you want to kill him? That's what it's going to cost? And then I'd say, well, yes, those are the rules. And then he should say, well, then no. <laughs> he didn't say no. He said, okay. expensive. You guys are worth a lot. The fear that we should be having here is the fear of not having that in mind. If God has done anything good for you in your life, you should say, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, I'll try some stuff. I'll think about you. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. That's weird, but I'm going to try it because you've done a lot for me. All right. Next slide. Love one another. Okay, that's the best one. 
I can get on board with that. Love one another, that's cool. All right, that, that's hip nowadays. Now, seriously, okay, now to throw you a bone like scum. Scum, you, you do some of this pretty good. Dude, I was in a, I was in a, I was in a motor, motorbike um, shop this week, and, and a mechanic, he saw my scum patch, and he's like, oh, scum is here. I know a couple guys that go there. They're cool. They're cool all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. We love people. We make people's lives better. You guys do this pretty good. So there's a bone. <laughs> you guys are doing good. Thank you for loving people. Thank you for loving each other. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, the water. But I do want to talk. The why matters. Keep that in mind. I'm still. I'm, the why is a big deal. <clears throat> yeah, here we go. Why we love people is a big deal. Quiz. Are you cool? No, thank you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> Especially not you. Yeah, so, so you know, this this seems to fall into every one of my sermons, so get used to it. You are not cool. <laughs> In these doors, Holly, you were the queen of cool. In these doors, you guys are rad. You guys are cool. I love you guys. But when we walk out there, we're not cool. Jesus is not cool. Jesus is not hip. So often we want to be, we want to make him cool. We want to make him hip. We like sign up for some social action or some social justice stuff and say, oh yeah, everybody's doing that. And we can sort of say, oh yeah, Jesus is into that. The why is us being cool. We, we want to relate to the world instead of make the world relate to Jesus. Well, needs Jesus, not some Christian that's cool because he swears. Some Christian that's cool because he knows a beer that you've never heard of. We, we find really dumb attempts at cool. You got to admit, like saved. Well, I mean, we make more intelligent stabs at cool than saved. You know that movie? If you haven't seen that movie, it is hilarious. Um, have to see it. But um, yeah, you're not cool. Jesus is what we live for. Don't worry about cool. Love one another like like no one's watching. You know that 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 term that you know what is it? Uh, dance like no one's watching. You know, and you're supposed to go wild and crazy or whatever. Love's kind of the opposite. Love like you're supposed to love like everyone's watching. Because, I mean, the world loves for the photo op. You know? Like, oh, yes, I love people with this gigantic check in my magazine or something like that. People love to get seen. Friends, we are not supposed to love to be seen. We are supposed to love... <sighs> we love people. Because Jesus loves people. We do it for the reasons that are opposite. What people, what the world loves people for, fades. 
like grass. It withers and the flowers fall. It's temporary. We don't love for those reasons. Our why is better. Our love comes from Jesus. And that is a huge deal. It is what changes Jesse, that weirdo punk rock kid, to Jesse, that, that Jesus guy. It was really interesting. I knew some people said that's what they said. I'm like, oh, well, that's a lot better. Um, <clears throat> oh, I, I haven't looked at my notes for a while. But I'm looking down, I was like, oh, I've been doing the notes, and this is okay. So anyways. Um, <laughs> here's an example of, of, of loving. And like Thursday, Thursday, I had, I had my kids. We homeschool. And so I did the school. And uh, I tried to clean the house. And I, tried to, I tried to do all these things that would make the house and my family awesome and ready for my wife when she got home. She'd be stoked. And... I don't know. She didn't say anything, but it's no idea. And, and you know, have the temptation to go to go up to her. And I was like, "Well, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this." Don't you want to pat me on the back? No, it wouldn't. Oh, the love wouldn't. Like, can you understand how that love would not have been as cool if I said, "Hey, hey, hey," right? It cheapens it. And my wife does twice as much for me. I know it. Because my wife is twice the person I am. And she doesn't tell me about it. My wife's wife's awesome. My life is rad. And she knows. She lives with us. And I don't know half the things that Jackie does for me either. (laughs) She's almost embarrassed. I try to embarrass her, but it doesn't work. Oh, I could tell the centipede story. Nah, okay. <laughs> Go away. Okay, peanut gallery. No, okay. Do you remember that first slide, the the title slide, the what is it? the hope plus holy equals hopiness? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put that in my notes. I was like, oh, that's retarded. That should be the title. Um, but isn't it kind of dorky? But at the same time, wouldn't that be a sweet thing to be described as? Oh, they're very hopeful. <laughs> like it'd be, it would, it would have made my life if the motorcycle mechanic would have said, "Oh, that's a very hopeful place." But he didn't say that. <laughs> but that's what we're going. Can you feel that? Hopiness. It's it's a new thing. I was, yeah. Man, I'm getting off track so easily tonight. Friends, we got to start with hope. I'm going to land this plane. We're going to, we have to start with hope. The why is hope in Jesus. Hope in Christ. Hope in what he has given us and what he will give us. And the what is loving each other. And hoping in itself. It's an awful convenient Marriage of command of what and why. Awfully convenient for my sermon. The why is hope and the what is hope. And that hope we can share with other people. 
friends, yes. When you walk out the door, out there, yeah, you're, you're Christians. Say you're Christians. Christians are dorks. But here, family, my friends, you guys are princes. You guys are princesses. The king of kings, the most high God, the guy who does everything, the guy who made everything. He thinks you're at. And you're going to love that for the rest of eternity. Hope in that. And then hope out of that. In hopes that that is very vague, I'm going to end it there. I love you guys. Thanks for listening.